Hello, Community Health Center Advocates. This is Marie McCauley, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is March 10th, 2021, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me today is the NAC Advocacy Team, Kristen St. John and Shamal Shepard. Next week is NAC's 2021 Policy and Issues Forum and Virtual Hill Day. For those of you who will be joining us during this exciting time, we will see you next week. And we look forward to virtually engaging with community health center leaders across the country and how we will deliver resources and increase services for our communities in 2021. Kristen, do you have a message for our advocates? Hey, Marie. The community health center and health justice movements have been driven by the tireless work of outstanding women. Carmela Castellano Garcia of the California Primary Care Association has not only spent 30 years working to advance health equity for all, but is also committed to nurturing the next generation of women leaders. Head over to blog.nac.org to read more about her service. Shamal, what's going on on the Hill? The Senate passed the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package 50 to 49 on Saturday, March 6th, after a marathon session. The House will take up the legislation on today, March 10th. The Senate version is expected to pass the House and be sent to President Biden's desk, who may hold a signing ceremony in conjunction with his primetime address on Thursday. The following items related to health centers were included in the House bill and remained in the Senate version. billion in flexible emergency COVID-19 funding for community health centers, $800 million for the National Health Service Corps, $200 million for the Nurse Corps, and $330 million for the Teaching Health Center Graduate Medical Education Programs, all of which support the health center workforce. $7.6 billion to Health and Human Services to expand the public health workforce, $47.8 billion to HHS to implement the national testing strategy and contact tracing surveillance, and $7.5 billion in funding for the CDC for vaccine administration and distribution to be dispersed to support state, local, tribal, and territorial public health departments, community vaccination centers, and mobile vaccination units. The package includes other healthcare provisions such as expanding children's health programs, ACA exchange upgrades, and mental behavioral health care. Senate Democrats struck a compromise on unemployment benefits to provide $300 weekly through September 6, 2021, and $10,200 on unemployment tax break for individuals earning up to $150,000, compared with $400 per week through August in the House bill with no tax relief. The income ceiling to receive a stimulus check was reduced to $80,000. A $15 minimum wage amendment introduced by Senator Bernie Sanders was defeated. 226 members of the House of Representatives, led by Representatives Spanberger and McKinley, sent a bipartisan letter to Acting HHS Secretary Norris Cochran, urging Cochran to protect the 340B drug pricing program by moving to prevent actions by manufacturers to avoid honoring the program. The Senate Finance Committee voted 14-14 on Javier Becerra's nomination as Secretary of HHS. Due to the split vote, Bracera's nomination will require four hours of debate and a majority vote by the Senate to bring it up for a final confirmation vote. A voting session has not yet been scheduled for Bracera. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is continuing to fill HHS vacancies and released a list of staff appointments. You can find in your Washington update. Marie, is there anything else going on in the policy world? Thanks, Jamal. The Senate Appropriations Committee Chair Patrick Leahy of Vermont and Ranking Member Richard Shelby of Alabama are negotiating a deal to restore earmarks in the coming weeks. The news comes after House Democrats outlined a revised process with new rules that limit the number of requests each legislator can make, require each request to demonstrate community support, 
limit the total funding projects to 1% of all discretionary spending, and publicly post all earmark requests online. While a few senior Republican senators have quietly indicated their openness to bringing back earmarks, several conservative groups have opposed the move. Due to the public health emergency, the current administration has opened a special enrollment period from February 15th to May 15th, 2021, allowing individuals to purchase marketplace insurance at healthcare.gov. For five things to know about the special enrollment period, watch the video linked in your Washington update. Kristen, what's happening in health centers? During a segment highlighting the work to close the racial disparities of COVID-19 immunizations, Salud Family Health Center is featured for its frontline work serving Latinx communities in Denver. Watch the clip in your Washington update. Also, the new P&I brief, funding and policies critical to community health center services, four legs of the stool, reviews the different funding and policies that support health centers, including federal health center appropriations, Medicaid, savings from the 340B drug discount pricing program, and recent federal COVID-19 relief. Additionally, a new Medicaid fact sheet outlines the financial value that health centers save from Medicaid and the vital importance of ensuring health centers have adequate Medicaid payment. Further, NAC research annual state fact sheets, congressional district maps, and state maps have also been updated and are all available on the NAC research page. As a friendly reminder to health center staff, please complete the weekly HRSA BPHC COVID-19 survey. This data will inform decision-making on allocations of the COVID-19 vaccine. Shamal? Thanks, Kristen. Lastly, another learning opportunity for advocates is our March 30 webinar entitled Power Shifts in Washington, How Elections Affect Advocacy Strategies. A new Congress means new committee and subcommittee chairs, new alliances, and significant changes in the political terrain of Capitol Hill. When power shifts in Congress from one political party to the other, an advocate who may have been represented by an anonymous backbencher the year before might become the conduit to the most important legislator for their cause. This presentation will show advocates the value of identifying key committee chairs and why some citizen advocates have more influence than others in specific parts of the legislative process. Register in your Washington update. Marie? Thanks team, and for our listeners, some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. Also, please make sure you're subscribed to our Washington updates so you can see more Health Center news and what we're reading. In order to keep up with all upcoming advocacy events, visit hcadvocacy.org backslash calendar. And for further support, please email us at grassrootsatnac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at hcadvocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week.